G'day everyone and welcome to another episode of Women's Baseball The Inside Pitch. I'm your host Amy McCann. After travelling around the world to Australia, the US, the UK and in Canada, today we're off to the land of the rising sun, Japan. We will chat to Risa Nakashima who boasts an 18 year career and it's still going for the Japanese women's national team. Starting out in 2003 going on to play five World Cups as a player, including winning four gold medals. We chat to Rissa about how she got started in Japan, uh, her journey through junior high, high school, through the Japanese Women's Baseball League. And then she talks about the the early days and uh, of course the, the recent dominance of the Japanese women's team. As many would know, she was recently appointed the head coach of the Japanese women's team. We talked to her about that. Risa talks fondly about her time that she spent and, and continues to spend in Australia as a player and as a coach. And then I throw her the hardest hitting question I've thrown any of my guests so far this season. Would Risa Nakashima, the coach, select Risa Nakashima, the player? Find out what she said next on Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Risa Nakashima, thank you for joining Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Thank you for having me. Where, where are we talking to you from today? Where are you currently? I'm at home. Yeah, I'm in Japan and um, I live in Saitama, which is next to Tokyo. I just want to take you back and sort of share with our listeners your, I guess, your baseball journey and your, I guess, why baseball and how Rissa became Rissa and, and everything yeah. sort of brought you along those steps. So I guess my first question is, where did you grow up in, in Japan and... When did you start playing baseball? How old and, and why baseball? I was born in Fukuoka, which is down south part of in Japan, part of Japan. It's a very country. <laughs> and um, I, start, I started playing baseball when I was eight because of, my, because of my brother was playing. So I was following him anywhere he goes. Uh, I started because he was playing and that was the reason. And I didn't like baseball at that time. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get into it, but I started to play, like play with his friends and yeah. So the first time you played, you didn't like it at all? Well, I didn't have interest in it. I I just went there and then playing with the yeah, playing with boys and yeah, I started liking it. And what was it about? What changed your mind? Sort of what what was the thing that went you went oh yeah, I actually like this. I don't know. I I like throwing the ball. Like I liked it better than hitting. Yeah, it's always my. Thing. like I even when I grew up I didn't really get into hitting but I liked throwing pitching throwing yeah and so tell me about those first few years you were you with your brother was it mostly boys all boys was there any other girls Did you how was that I I was the only one who uh, a girl who was a girl yeah we had like, I don't know, 40, 40 players in the team, under, under 12 team. So you were the only girl in the under 12 team when you played other teams. Were there any other girls? 
No. How did you find that? Well, I didn't really care. Like I, I got along well, all of them. I don't know. I I was fine. No problem. So did you find playing with boys, you got better quicker? Did you find it, was it harder? Or was it something that you sort of really enjoyed the challenge? Yes, I I really enjoyed playing with boys. And, um, and I got the time and realised that I can't compete with them anymore. That was when I was like maybe 14, 15. Yeah, I was playing with the boys when I was in junior high school. So just explain to us junior high school, high school, and what happens when, I guess, when you're at that age uh, and wanting to play baseball. We have, we, have, um, we have junior high school for three years and then high school for three years. So it's different to you guys, I guess. But, um, yep. So and. Un- under 15 is junior high school and under 18 is high school. So you played with the boys at, at junior high and then you went to yeah. you went to a high school, high school. Uh, that had a, had, a, had a girls team. Yeah. And tell me how that was. What was, I guess, for you, was that something you were really excited to be able to do, to join other girls? Yeah. How, how, was the, yeah. how was that change? Well, I, I didn't know there's a women girls baseball team. Like, when... When I found out there is one, when I was 13, maybe 14, like I saw something on TV and I was like, what? <laughs> There's a girls team. And um, I went to see the team with my mum and dad and I really surprised. I was really surprised. Yeah, and then I was excited and I decided to go. So when you started playing, did you choose that school based on the, the, the baseball or did you choose it as – so was that, yeah. was that your goal when you wanted to go to high school? You, yeah. You wanted to be baseball? Yeah. I had to leave my house. Like I had to leave my parents because it's too far from my house to go to the, that high school. It was in more south, more down south. It's called Kagoshima. Yeah. And so you chose to leave home when you were, what, 15 or 16? 15, yeah. To leave your house, leave your parents, to, <laughs> to go and play baseball. So why did you choose to go to this school? Is it, do you, how much baseball compared to school do you do? We train every day, pretty much. All right, and um, after school we train every day and um, sometimes... Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, like we have, we only have half day of, of classes, then go to baseball every day. And what was some of the, your favourite, what, what was one of your favourite moments from playing in that high school team? I have learned a lot, like um, um, very strict, what, what do you call it? We have lots of rules in that high school and I didn't I didn't know any of it when I was in junior high school I was just enjoying playing and um but um when I went to high school there are lots of rules like you know you know we have respect culture thing like you have to respect older people 
if you're younger you have to move quicker than them mm. and stuff yeah and it was really good for me I think it was hard but yeah when I think about it now it was really good for me when did you realize that or a that you were really good at baseball and you wanted to play for Japan and take it really seriously when when was that oh again I didn't even know there's a Japanese team when I was in high school when I went to high school team so one of the one of my teammates she was she was older than me like two years older than me she asked me like hi do you want to go to this tryout for a Japanese team and I was like what's that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know anything and I said yeah that's cool like I yeah, I want to go. I want to try it. And I went to Tokyo first time <laughs> with her. Yeah. And what, what, what year was that? That was the trials for which Japanese team is that for? Ooh, Gold Coast. World Series, Gold Coast. Yeah. yeah, that was my first time. Wow. You're similar to me when I first moved to Melbourne and someone said, oh, I started playing baseball to meet friends and someone goes, you should try out for yeah. Victoria and there's an Australian team. And I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> what <are you? laughs> okay. And then I tried out. Yeah, and, same thing. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, made it. Made it, yeah. um, ah, Okay. So that was about 2003. So you – so tell me about your – when you were playing in high school, I guess you, you, you said before you don't, yeah. you, you didn't like hitting as much as pitching. When was the moment you sort of started to realise, mm -hmm. oh, I could do some stuff throwing and started pitching? I always liked pitching. Uh, but when I was playing with the boys, I couldn't um, dominate with my fastball. Mm -hmm. So I had to hit the spot. When, when I pitch against boys. And then when I went to high school and then when I faced the girls first time, I felt like I, I throw hard. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, but their reaction was like, oh, so, oh. seems like I throw <laughs> hard you do i faced you enough to know that you throw very hard <laughs> well i didn't know like that level but, so tell yeah. me about some of the pitches you uh when you're playing with the boys and you had to develop more than just that fastball mm. and you had to spot spot those pitches what were some of the pitches yeah. you, you developed in that time uh slider i think yeah i know that slider yeah. well i think you got me out plenty of <laughs> <laughs> I obviously came over and played baseball for a season there with Tokyo Token Wellness College in Tokyo Yeah. with Samantha Hamilton mm -hmm. and Renee Stromides. We played you in the championships game and it was 2005 and it was yeah. so Sayaka. Do you remember Sayaka? Yes. And you, yeah. we faced you and you started mm -hmm. the game. She started for us. Yeah. And the game went yeah. to 12 innings. Yeah. And you both pitched the 12 innings. <laughs> Do you remember that day? Because I'll never that's, forget it. That's, I think that's uh, when I was playing for Samurai Club Team. Yes, it right? was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 
So that wasn't your high school team. That was a that was another team you were playing. Yeah, after high school, I went. I went to Tokyo for university. That's right. And then I joined in the club, club team Samurai. Yeah. Now I th- yeah I remember that game. You do remember it? Yeah. I want to ask you. Sayaka was really good. She Sayaka was. I think that was our first sort of. Um, we played. 2002 World Cup, we played 2004 World Series, World Cup, seen Japan. Obviously, two yeah. different Jap- Japanese teams did the World Series in Japan. They won, and then they sent a, yeah. a, a high school team to the first World Cup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when we lived in Japan, it was the first real insight of how you guys work. I mean, how mm. hard, how many days, mm. and things like that. And then someone like Sayaka pitches 12 innings, we win that game. She'd doesn't even make a Japanese team and she was dominating. <laughs> that was like the first eye-opener when I was like, wow, Japan, mm. this is awesome. But just going back to that game, both of you guys pitching 12 innings and I think we might have won 4-3 or something in the end. Yeah, it was close, yeah. 12 innings. How, how do you do that? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day, it was like normal for us because in high school we played, we used to play nine innings. Yes, that's right. And now we play seven innings. So, well, 12 is, yeah, a little bit, yeah, a bit. But. I just remember there was never a sign during that game that y- yourself or North Sayaka actually looked like you were going to come off at any point. And I remember hmm. thinking about the training sessions that, we would have and, and her and our pitchers would throw 100 pitches on a Tuesday night, then they'd throw another 100 on a Thursday yeah. night, then they'd pitch on the Saturday mm. and pitch on the Sunday. Mm. With, can I ask you a question about Japanese women's baseball? Is it, are you really, really good because you train so hard or are you really good because you have so many girls, the numbers to choose from, or is it a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. Yeah, I think they want to be better than them. Like, we have lots of players, so we have to be better to beat them. Even in inside of, inside of the team, like, if you want to get to play, you have to be better. You have to, you have to beat someone who's in that same position. So I was reading a... a uh, something on the internet the other day that talked about the Japanese Women's League in 2007. There was only five teams for women and there was 4,000 high school teams for boys. Yeah, high school teams. And then in yeah. 2019, it went from it went up t- nearly tenfold. So it went from 600 yeah. girls yeah. to 20,000 female mm-hmm. baseballers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is and then obviously the Japanese Women's Professional Baseball League started. Unfortunately, that has folded now from what I understand. Yeah. Um, they, they are still trying to make it better. But after COVID happened, like lots of players left and yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think they will try again. So how many seasons did you play in that? Which teams did you play for? I played three years and then coached one and then head coach one. one so you've year. pretty much been involved in the whole time. And I think 
that league sort of coincided with the last three World Cups of dominance of the Japanese women's team. Is that? Do you think mm. that played a big part? That that professional league in the team's performance. Yeah, one of the reasons why high school teams are getting better as well because the girls want to play in that league and want to be pro professional baseball player and stuff. And then we train really hard and very competitive as well because and all the stats um, gets to your um, calories. calories uh, oh, so you're saying that your so the better your stats are, the more you yeah make you get you you get better pay. So people get you know competitive and and that make that make them better too and better games as well how take me through some of the i remember what it was like when we were living in japan and we only had one day off a week we had double training sessions each day we played both days and that was just Mm -hmm. a college team can you tell me what it's like for girls and women that are in that we're in the Japanese women's league. How dedicated? What do you have to do to give? What do you have to give to stay at the top in Japanese women's baseball? It just must be huge. Yeah, I put it in my hundred percent on my baseball life. We, I didn't have any any spare time. Like we couldn't go. Like we couldn't go away. Or a trip or anything. Wake up, baseball, go to bed. <laughs> much. No, I, I hear you the I can't, I've got baseball was pretty much our answer to everything. So I'm going to take you back a little bit just to your first Japanese team. You talked about you went to that first trial in 2003. Tell me about that moment when you yeah. made that team. Oh, I was the youngest. <laughs> and um, everyone, everyone else was like, older than me so I was like what what should I do (laughs) how old were you I was 15 yeah and everything was so new to me yeah and everyone was good like good players I remember I was surprised like how good they are like I didn't did you not think you you say it like you weren't very good. Did you not think you were very good or did you think? Oh, I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't really think I would make it, so I was surprised. And um, when I went to um, a training camp first time, I was surprised. Like, they are so good and, yeah, I, res- I respect them a lot. Yeah, and that made me want to get better, like better. So we moved from 2003 to 2004, and, and a different year because there was a World Series in Japan and right off the back of that, there was the first ever World Cup in Canada. Now, you competed in the Japanese team in Japan. Tell me about that. We won, and then World Cup was under 18 weeks. We took under 18 team and then we lost 
because the the World Cup got or the World Series got named, and then they said we're going to have a World Cup, and then yeah. Japan's like, well, hang on, we've we want to host it too. So they said, okay, we'll yeah. have both. And yeah. I remember Japan chose to send their A team to the World Series yeah. and not to the World Cup. Yeah. And you you proved by winning the World Series that you mm-hmm. might have won the World Cup too. I mean, probably a good chance. Was that disappointing? <laughs> Is that something you think back now, or the Japanese players think back now that you like we all went to both. We went to Japan and then yeah. we went to the World Cup. Would you have liked to yeah. have gone to both? I think they they thought about it, but it's too hard for the players to get time off work. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I wanted to go because I was under 18. Oh, so you, you were under 18, so you could have gone. Yeah, I asked the coach, I want to go to the World Cup. But they said no. <laughs> Because I made the the Japanese team who oh. plays in the. So if you were good enough to make the Japanese team and you were under eighteen, you weren't allowed to go. No. It's oh, devastating. To under eighteen team. I guess so. So you you play the World Series, the World Cup gets held, USA wins it, and there's mm-hmm. another couple of years till you make your World Cup debut. What do you remember about the first World Cup that you played in Taiwan? Taiwan. I remember I remember we lost. Right? And I pitched. <laughs> that wasn't a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand and eight, your second World Cup, you mm-hmm. you win the World Cup. You started the gold medal game. What what was that like? I would imagine if I was a pitcher getting this Ooh. getting the start for a gold medal game in a World Cup. There's nothing bigger. Yeah, I was excited but so nervous. And I remember I haven't felt that way right, before and after. I struggled after the World Cup right, to get back my confidence and and I couldn't enjoy baseball after that little bit. Can you share with us what what the the struggles that you were going yeah. through after that World Cup? Um, I mean, Japan took the gold and you started that gold yeah. medal game. But can you mm-hmm. share what sort of you went through after that World Cup? Yeah, yeah, we won. We we won, and um, I appreciate the teammates because I got. I gave up a few runs for us in second inning. And then I came off and I was like, oh. and um, and the teammate um, got back. So I was really relieved. And I also felt shit. Mm. And uh, yeah, I lost, I don't know, I lost... Uh, confident a little bit and I couldn't enjoy pitching much after that and then after that World Cup I came to Australia yes yeah and that made that changed my baseball life again like made me remember why I love baseball 
Like, yeah, I was struggling a lot at that time. So you, you came out to Australia. Yeah. You, I mean, you must have, when you came out here in 2003, you must have really liked it and, and wanted to come back. So you, you came out here and mm. you, you, you came to Melbourne and you played, Yes. I guess, the start of your love affair with Australia and Melbourne and you played with Springvale. Also, you're part of Berwick. Yeah, you were yep. part of Berwick. Yeah, Berwick. You were there with the time mm-hmm. when Barks was there? Yeah, Barks was there. What was yeah. it about coming out to Australia and playing that sort of reignited your passion? Um, when I came to Australia first time, was um, it was with Far East Bloomers? Bloomers. Bloomers. For like 10 days or so. That trip was like, who, who, whoever wants to go, let's go. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like that team was like, yeah, people who want, want, wanted to go. So I was like, I feel with a few of my friends. I'm like, do you want, do you want to go? And I, yeah, we said, yeah, let's go, let's go. And, and then we went, but. I had no English back then. Like, I couldn't understand anything. Yeah, I ha- I had wonderful time and I enjoyed very much. But I wished, like, I could speak. <laughs> I could have enjoyed ten times if I could have, like, talk to anyone I want, and I couldn't do it. So I was like. I want to learn English and then I want to come back. And then I came back. Yeah. Yes, I do. I yeah. remember your first, because you played with us on a state team um, for Victoria. Yeah. I remember that your, your English, mm-hmm. when I played with you, it certainly wasn't as good as it is now. You're an honorary Australian. I think you've got, mm-hmm. I love the Australian twang in your voice. It is awesome. I love it. <laughs> Everyone says that. <laughs> you do. It's fantastic. Everyone. You talk like us. So you came out to Australia, played with Springvale Berwick. You played a nationals with us. For once in my career, mm-hmm. I was lucky you weren't throwing at me and you were actually standing yes. next to me in right field and yeah. right field. I played right field and you played tennis field. <laughs> yeah. You say yeah. that you, you didn't like batting and I remember you, you're a yeah. bloody good outfielder. You're a very good outfielder. Oh, really? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I like I like playing. Because I remember you can. I remember yeah. you weren't a pitcher that was playing right field. You were an outfielder. That's mm. how good you were in our state team. Mm. We had someone like yourself that we could could bat, could play outfield, and and can pitch. And I liked it, the fact you were in my team because it meant I didn't have to hit your pitching. And that's good. Because that was about the time, 2010, 2000, I guess 2008, 2010, 2012, you, you were one of the, the best in the world. Like you were one of the ones that we feared. I know Simone, obviously, mm. and, and Marty Sementelli, two of the biggest in that era yeah. too. But you're... Like, your stuff was absolutely nasty. Did you consider yourself, did you see yourself one of the better best players? Uh, I don't know. I 
I didn't think I was the best, but I didn't think um, anyone else either. Like I don't know, lots of good players, but um, at that time when it, I was young too, so I was like, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. <laughs> But um, I didn't really know if I was the best. Now we actually played our last game for for our countries at the same World Cup in in two thousand and fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you won again, like Japan always does. <laughs> um, did you know going into that World Cup that was going to be your last as a player? Yeah, definitely. And why, what, what, yeah. what made your, I know what my decision was. I, I'd made my, my decision well ahead of that World Cup. What was, why did you make your decision? Mm-hmm. What was it? Uh, I just knew, like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't be that level anymore. And it, I mean, I think I was really um, satisfied as well what I have been doing and I ha- what I have done with baseball and yeah I was full <laughs> you're full of gold medals that's what you <laughs> you're full of gold medals you could have shared like, uh, like I had enough like, yeah. as a player what was your four golds what was your favourite Four golds and a silver. Was there a favourite World Cup, favourite moment, mm. memory? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think my last one. And I knew it was my last one and I knew I wouldn't get to pitch much in that tournament. I knew it. And then, and it was fine. I was doing whatever, what I can do for the team and stuff. And I think that head coach, he knew... And um, I remember the game when when we were playing against US. It was late in the game. He let me come in to pitch, and I remember I was getting out of the dugout. Lots of crowds were there and cheering for me. I yeah I can't remember I can't forget that moment like I was like this is gonna be my last pitch I knew it and then I got them out and he gave me big high five oh he doesn't do much but yeah I remember that moment and it's an awesome to have that moment to have your last World Cup in Japan is. Mm such an amazing such an amazing moment for you um as i said you won Mm. four golds and a silver the very next world cup we see you back but you're not a player you're in the coaching ranks Mm. did you Mm. always want to coach yeah i think i i always wanted to be a coach after i retire so yeah even when i was in high school I was thinking I'm going to be a coach in the future. So 
I used to write what the coaches coach told me or said to everyone and stuff like how he said it and why he's doing that. I was thinking that way a lot. Mm. And you, you you jumped in pretty quickly. Did you find it hard to jump straight into a whole? There would have been a lot of players you would have played with. Was that hard? No, it wasn't actually. Well, it was. I think it was easier than coaching coaching players who I don't know. Yeah, I get I get close to players like always, like even now. I go to talk to them a lot and communicate. So, so you good. you didn't find or they didn't find it weird that you're a teammate one year and the coach they they respected you as the coach. I know there's so much respect in the Japanese yeah. culture and program. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So 2016, you're wearing the Japanese uniform as a coach. 2018, you. Yeah. Keep your love affair with Australia. You yeah. love the green and gold. You're in our coaching ranks. Um, I guess how did that that come about, and what did you? What were some of the things you brought to the team and and learned from the team in that role? I have learned a lot. Like I felt so lucky to be on that team, and um, I think I could. I could. Taught them a little bit of like Japanese teaching culture, like what you do before you go to the stadium and when you get there. Because pitchers, pitchers have lots of time compared to players. Because only one pitcher who can start. So um, what you guys, what pitchers should do before the game, even you know you're not starting and like little things. I I think I I could tell them I taught them, but um yeah I wish I have known them a lot before I went to, mm. went to the World Cup like yeah needed communicate more and I could have done more and stuff I because yeah, you were based in Japan about it. and then met them at the World Cup yeah yeah I went to a few times. Two times before the World Cup to Australia. Yeah, I wish I could have. I could have more time and trained together. And, yeah, but it was good. It was really good. It was me. almost like we we had a spine in our ranks. <clears throat> you could have told us everything. Um, I guess the, about the Japanese team when we played them. <laughs> I was doing the signals to those two tiny catcher, like every pitch. <laughs> Sorry. We didn't get to hang on to you very long because yeah. in 2020 they announced you as the head coach of of the Japanese national team. Yeah. You, yeah. You said you always yeah. wanted to go and coach after you retired, but when did you go? I could coach the mm-hmm. Japanese. Like I would imagine coaching the Japanese women's baseball team is one of the most prestigious things that you could do. What did you mm-hmm. feel like when you got named that? Well. I had no idea. Like, I I got a I got a phone call. I didn't apply. Like, we don't we don't do the application. So, board members have lots of meetings, and and then yeah, I got a phone call and got asked. I got um that offer to be the head coach. So yeah, it wasn't 
ready. <laughs> but you said yes. You just went. Did you? Did they ask? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. They go, do you need to think no. about it? You went. Well, no. Yes. Yeah, I. I said I need time to think about it, and then. How much time did you yeah. need? How much time did you take? I took. I took. I don't know. A few days. Yep. Maybe more. Five days or something. So what were you? I guess the surprise is one thing, but what were the things that you were thinking about? What did you have to think about and consider before saying yes? Um, it's lots of commitment on that and responsibility and it's not a job, so you have to work as well. So yeah, I have I had to think lots of think things. Yeah, and then, yeah, I said yes. So you, you talk about it's a, it's, it's a job on top of a job. So you have to have your day job yeah. and then you have to coach the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, mm. uh, obviously, in a lead up to a World Cup, it'd be a lot, of, uh, a lot going on for you. What, what is it normally? So I guess how much, how much training, how many camps, how much work is there for you and the girls norm- normally? Yeah, we normally, like usually, we have two or, two or three training camps before World Cup. So one, one camp in like two months or three months. So, so usually we decide team in like December. Mm. If, if we have the World Cup in August or September, we decide the team in December. That's and then really ten. early. It's always really early compared to all the other teams. Why do you mm. name it so early? So, so we can get ready. Yep. Yeah. So training camp three months, huh? one in a three months or two or three months and then get together, train together, then in a few months again. But only two two days training camp usually, so. Wow. So it's not, yeah. I guess we all have it's thoughts tough. that Japan trains five times a week and <laughs> <laughs> 24 no. hours a day and... I think that's why we need to make a team early so they can get ready in their teams as well. Mm. So everyone's like hitting four, you know, playing short stop. Everyone's like that. So, but in Japanese team, you have you might have to play first base, outfield and stuff, and then you might have to hit like six or seven, eight. And different job on that lineup. So when you're picking the team, now you you were mm. named last year, and we know the World Cup unfortunately has been postponed and postponed. Japan, yeah. you, you've already picked your team. Um, yeah. And you, you you selected that one. Is that was that your first? Yeah. Okay. So tell me about your. Mm. You pick a team that is really um, you have lots of two or three way players. Is that your philosophy? Yes, and uh, it was at that 
at that time, we were going to have the World Cup in March, right? Yes, so that's right. I thought we only have three months to go to the World Cup. So I thought there is no time. So I chose players who can play. Who knows? Who knows baseball well? And who who knows what I, I'm thinking as well? Mm. That makes it easier to make a good team. But yeah, it's got postponed again, so. Mm. Yeah. And look, yeah, we're not sure when it's going to go on, but you, you, Japan's won six World Cups in a row. You haven't won, lost a game, I think, in the last three World Cups. Yeah. How? 30, 30 games. So how do you, what motivates the girls every day? Like when you're at the top, to, to, to get to the top mm. is one thing. To stay at the top is amazing. Yeah. How, do you go, how do you keep staying mm. there? How do the girls not go, just drop off a little bit? How do you keep them mm. at the top? I, I, I think we don't really care um, much about how many wins we got. Oh, like we haven't lost a game in like 30 games or things like that. Like we... We care how we played and we want to perform the best on that day. So, I don't know. And every every tournament is different to us. Not the same team, not the same play. So, it's very different every game, every tournament, every game. And I think we hate losing as well, so <laughs> we just don't want to lose. We all do. And we get... <laughs> yeah. So you just sort of, and, um, that old saying yeah. of you just take it one game at a time and you just want to be better every game. Is that just... Yeah, yeah, I think so. And in Japan, everyone wants to be in the Japanese team. And um, to be selected, you have to be... A better player, good, yeah. So many rivals around them. So, how is it now? Like the selections now for you as a coach, how do you see those selections now as what you remember fifteen years ago? Mm. Is it mm. is it harder now to get in the Japanese women's team? Yeah, I think so. I I don't know if I would make it. If I was a player now. <laughs> really? So if, if okay, yeah. if Rissa Nakashima, the coach, had to select, <laughs> would you cut Would you cut yourself? Would you go, nah, sorry, Rissa. You don't make this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I was good enough to be in that team now. Hopefully. Yeah, it, it's... It's awesome to, I mean, I think it's fantastic to hear that it's getting strong. It's not great for us to hear that it's getting stronger. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple of questions about Ayumi Saito. I mean, she, she's got to go down now. I mean, she's still going. She'll go down as the best the, the best player, best pitcher in women's baseball, In one of the mm. best pitchers in baseball. Forget that she's mm-hmm. women's baseball. What is she, what do you, can you give me some insights on what 
what makes her stand out? Like, what does she do differently? What is it? Like, what is it about her that makes her so good? Uh, she's good. She's naturally good, but she tries to get better. And um, I think her um, strength is she doesn't get injured. She, she's strong. She's got strong body and she takes care of, she takes of it like she stretches a lot and yeah, she knows her her body well and I think that's her strength she doesn't get sore so that's the secret we just have to all stretch and we'll be as good as Saito is that what you're saying <laughs> if I start stretching I can start pitching like this. <laughs> <laughs> Not just stretching, but a, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's it's important thing. And not not, yeah, not many players can do that either. Like, mm. oh, I spent my whole life stretching. I never never had an injury. I think that was one of the reasons I played so long because mm. I I didn't get yeah. injured. Luckily. Yeah. Now this next question, either answer it honestly or take your Japanese mm. hat off. Yeah. How does the rest of the world beat Japan? <laughs> how? How, how? What do we need to do? I don't think we are the best, but like, but we wanted to. We want to be the best because we don't see the enemy until you face them. So when you go to the World Cup, what if you, someone, some team has like two throws? 130 fastball. I don't know the miles, but 100 kilometer per hour fastball or slider or I don't know. You never know. Mm. So you have. So I have to. We have to be ready for that. But yeah. But when I was coaching. Emeralds with Simone. I thought I we could beat them. We could beat them. I really thought we could. Yep. Yeah. And what was so, so what was the way that you thought that we could have? What were the tactics that you put into play from Australia's perspective to beat Japan? We had good hidden lineup. Like, yeah. Mm. I think we've all yeah. thought we could beat Japan a lot and we never Yeah. <laughs> we never have. Don't give up. Once, hey no, Just we kiss. got you. <laughs> we got you in in Venezuela. Yes, Venezuela. Yeah. That was I remember that. Oh goodness me. Mm. You guys came back, you nearly got us. That was that was one of the most, that's the most nervous I've ever been in a baseball field in my life. <laughs> because um, Nishi was on deck with the bases loaded with two out. Yeah. And you guys were down by a run and Nishi was mm-hmm. on deck and I was in center field and I just kept looking at Nishi on deck going, <laughs> if they, they tie the ball game here and Nishi's good, it's going to hit it over my head outside the ballpark game over, World Cup over. But thankfully we popped, they, we got the batter to pop it up. But so you, so you in, in theory, you, you say that as a Japanese team, you don't think you're the best. No. 
even though you've won six World Cups in a row, you don't think you're the best. You literally want to go out there and be the best every game. Yeah. So last time's World Cup is different. Like it, it doesn't matter how we was, how we, how strong we were. The next one is different. So yeah, you never know. Now you quickly you talked about the World Cup being postponed, which is obviously disappointing for for everybody. What do mm. you do now? What's what's happening in Japan at the moment? Are your have your high school and leagues played? What are you, what are you doing as the coach of the national yeah. team now? We just started like um, regular season started a few weeks ago, two weeks ago, and. Um, yeah, high schools are playing nationals and there's national championship tournament in August as well. So we can't have training camp as Japanese team, but I go watch the games and I go to their training to check like, how they're going and stuff. Yeah, that's all I can do. So away from the podiums, the gold medals, um, and all those things that Japan seems to to collect with ease, what what is it that you want your players to to take from your coaching? What are you all said and done? What what is Risa Nakashima's coaching legacy? What are you hoping? Uh, I don't know, but I want to make it something special. Like I want to. I want them to learn something, not just baseball, but as a player or as a human person. Like, yeah. Because they have to be the one who leads women's baseball next. So I want to tell them, like, you guys have to be not just a good player but good people does that make sense yeah yeah is is that what you took from your playing career forget Mm. all the medals and everything that you won what was the thing that you took from baseball as i guess apart from the baseball stuff Mm. what was it that yeah everything like baseball made me um, taught me a lot like you can't just think of yourself if you want to play baseball you have to think lots of stuff like your teammates and um, like you know, prepar- preparation and communication how to talk we, we moved to the Australian Women's Baseball League which we're talking about a lot of lot of talk out here. Knowing how much you love Australia, uh, are we going to see you and potentially some of your players out here for that? Yeah, that would be great. Um, lots of girls are interested in going overseas and play baseball. And lots of girls come to me and ask, like, uh, I'm thinking I want to go somewhere to play. And I said, go. Like, go. Tell them to come to Australia? <laughs> yeah, like, have a go. Like, it would be good for you. 
So, um, yeah. And yes, I want to come back and be, be involved with the league too. So hopefully it's going to happen and then I can come back. Well, we will always have you back. I think you, <laughs> you're an honorary Australian. We all love you. <laughs> Thank Just you. not when you're throwing those nasty sliders at I can't throw it an hour at me. <laughs> I can't throw it. Well, you, can, <laughs> you can come and throw at me and you can throw maybe touch 50 then I might have a chance of hitting you okay I can do that <laughs> finally I actually just wanted to ask you one thing why do you wear number 11 uh that that was my first number I got when I was in high school when I was first year you know Japanese baseball especially high school like pitcher wear number one catcher wear two you know first base wear three second base four and stuff that's the oh, it's like so it was, best night best, so what was number 11 best. is that was that the it's person like second picture second picture number 11 usually like in high school and that was my first number in high school and then yeah i like it so. hmm. lucky good number so i'll let look i'll let you get to work i know you've got to have your job um, on top of your job. I really appreciate the, the time that you've given me today. Thank you. And whenever the World Cup is held, good luck. And if I see you out here in Australia before that, yeah, hopefully I'll see you around the ABL. Thank you for having me. It was good to hear. Thanks for tuning in for today's episode of Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Make sure to check the show notes below for links to some of the things we've discussed and mentioned in this episode. We would also love it if you could subscribe to the show and leave us a review. And if you have some time, throw us some love over on social media at Women's Baseball, The Inside Pitch. Catch you next time.